Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their businesses towards millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Thank you so much for being here, given that you're the best of the best in this space of podcast <laughs> service. But would you mind telling our audience a little bit about who you are and what your business is? Thanks so much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, everyone. I'm Fatima Zaidi. I'm the founder and CEO of Quill. We're a full-service production agency. We work with Fortune 500 brands like Microsoft, Salesforce, Expedia, PwC to create their branded podcasts. Um, as well as market them. And a few years ago, our company also launched really the world's first hosting platform that is catered towards brands who are podcasting. Um, not only is this product a hosting platform where we can distribute your show onto Apple, Spotify, Google, and other listening platforms, but we provide you with additional insights on who's listening to your show and how they're responding to your content. So that is my very um, quick elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing because you know a lot of people getting into podcasting and uh probably don't even know how to attribute what it might be doing that they don't mm -hmm. even realize mm -hmm. um what do you attribute your growth to well i think like any entrepreneur it's 90 percent perspiration and 10 percent inspiration and luck uh, I would say we were very well positioned we launched coil right before the pandemic and mm. the COVID-19 was really great for our industry and really compounded growth because organizations and brands were looking to allocate all of this additional marketing spend that they have that they couldn't otherwise utilize and looking at testing new tactics like podcasting. And uh, ultimately, I would say it was a medium that people weren't necessarily sure if it would be a fad like Clubhouse, um, but it ended up staying. It was here to stay. And now I would say there's 3 million podcasts. 18% wow. of them are active. There's 30% growth month after month, 4,000 new shows popping up every week. And um, wow. the industry has like more than doubled in size since the pandemic. That's amazing. And and I know a lot of entrepreneurs that think, well, like, oh, well, we might only get, you know, say 100, 200 listeners an episode. And, and one of the CEOs in our little community of, of CEOs was was telling the other CEOs in the group how he, he has a podcast with a small audience, but they're like all their ideal buyers listening to him talk regularly. And, and you know, it's like he didn't even need that many listeners for it to have a great ROI. I always oh. find it really interesting when people are like, I only have 200 listeners for this episode. And I'm like, well, let's picture 200 people in your living room. That's not, that's not nothing. And my favorite thing about branded shows is that you're only reaching those who are interested in your content. So your audience, no matter how big or small, is highly relevant to be interacting with your brand and very qualified. So to your mm. point, it's like a really great tactic to uh, reach a global audience and build a better relationship with your stakeholders, your customers, your you know people within your network. Yeah, good point. People can see how hard it is to get 200 people to actually show up for <laughs> our, you know? Exactly, uh, yes. 200 people to, I would say that's a very successful webinar. So 200 people listening to your episode yeah. or your show is pretty incredible. And 
when you look at the the stats, it's 94% of people when they start a podcast, a 30 minute show or a webinar, end up listening to the whole thing. Whereas a 30 minute video only has a 12% completion rate. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot from building your business and at the same time, being involved with all these other businesses. If, if you were coming into a brand new business, um, something totally different, what do you think some of the first things that you think you might look into to start growing that company? Well, it's interesting because I, I always recommend content marketers who are thinking about launching a podcast. Don't think of it as an isolated podcast. You should be taking your show and converting all of the transcripts into SEO formatted blogs. You should be capturing video content just like you're doing right now and utilizing it for other channels like YouTube and TikTok and converting it into bite-sized social content. Mm. Um, you should be thinking of it as a 360 content strategy. And a lot of brands, even new businesses and startups will nail a blog and oftentimes they'll nail video content. So I always say a podcast is the next natural step, especially if you already have an audience built up. Um, and if you get it right, you'll never find an audience more dedicated than podcast listeners. I mean, you can be driving to work and you can be listening to a podcast, but you can't be watching a Netflix show. You can be walking your dog and listening to a podcast, but you can't be reading a blog or an article. It's like one of the few mediums where you can be actively engaged in another activity and it increases engagement, which isn't available to traditional advertisers like a media buyer, a PR person. None of them can reach your customers during a time where they're actively engaged in monotonous household day-to-day -day tasks. So it's, a, right. it's an interesting opportunity for, for you to connect with your customers and your audience. Yeah, great point. I, I've definitely worked out listening to podcasts a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, what do you feel most small business owners do wrong? Oh my goodness, we, we would need a whole other episode on yeah. like what the do's and don'ts of podcasting. I would say yeah. um, invest in a proper recording system, like sound quality really does matter and mm. try to use something that's optimized for sound quality. Um, I would say that the existence of your show in today's marketplace isn't enough. So really try to put some time aside and budget aside if you can to market your show, get it out there, reach the right audiences. Don't get bogged down with downloads and listeners. What matters more is engagement. Um, more and more we're finding today that sponsors, advertisers, anyone who's monetizing off of shows, they're less interested in like the mass volume of people that you're reaching and more so how engaged and loyal is that community. Um, I would say that's the beauty of podcasting. If you want to reach a mass audience and it's like a spray approach, you should be focusing on tactics like digital ads and SEO. Um, but if you're trying to reach an audience, it's like highly relevant to be interacting with your brand and highly qualified and like very engaged, loyal listeners who trust your product recommendations, then podcasting is the way to go. It really humanizes your story, humanizes your brand. And I would say over time really fosters customer loyalty and retention from a like bottom line perspective. Mm. Um, if you could go back in time to when you first started out and say one thing to younger you, what would you say? Oh my goodness. Um, I would probably say that you only worry about the variables that you can control. And, um, I think that is transferable across like all entrepreneurs. We spend so much time stressing over every little minute detail. And eventually we all get to a point where we're like, yep, just another day in paradise. Like this is the life that we've chosen, but mm -hmm. 
I think being comfortable with the discomfort and uncertainty is what being an entrepreneur is all about. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, There's a reason there's a high risk, high reward factor. And on my worst days, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So just knowing that and knowing that if it's a variable that I can't control or work on, then yeah i mean it's true entrepreneurs not only do we worry so much about (laughs) all the variables ahead and all the different things and all the different opportunities and all the things that could go wrong then there's all the ones that already did and we're still stewing on all those things from the past yeah i I think it's a dale carnegie quote that is you can't saw sawdust (laughs) yeah that's funny spending time thinking about all those things that already happened was kind of like trying to saw sawdust you know I love that. And, you know, also the amount of time that I've spent worrying about things that ended up sorting itself out and figuring it out. I I think that is like where the real regret is because it's like, oh, I spent so many hours uh, and so many tears over this like one problem that I couldn't control and it ended up being okay. And so rather than boring worry from the future about what could or couldn't happen, maybe just try to be present and focus on the day to day because the problems aren't going to go away. They're just going to be a new set of problems every day. And so um, being comfortable and operating in that sort of realm of day to day existence is, I think, what true entrepreneurship DNA is made of. Yeah, well said. What questions should I be asking you that I haven't? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, I feel like just from the intro conversation that we had, you're living your best life. So I feel like I should be the one interviewing you and asking you, what are your weekend we'll plans? Next. What are you doing in the South of France? Uh, <laughs> where is like your next adventure off to? But um, I think, I think I would like to highlight to listeners that being an entrepreneur obviously is like a really rewarding journey and building a team and a company is incredible. But remember that um, being a successful entrepreneur also means being a well-rounded person. And that's something that I think you, Jeff, are doing really well, but it's important to have work-life balance and, um, you know, spend weekends, evenings, doing things that you love, being present with your family, your friends, um, and allowing your employees the space to also live a life where they're well-rounded. That to me is a successful company, not one that's yeah. working over time and life is a race and go, go, go. And I think those like Gary Vee mentalities are very out outdated and it is possible to have a successful company that um, allows for a lot of the the balance that we're looking for yeah preach that is so true I just I just about two hours ago canceled two meetings yesterday so I could take my son to the doctor and go with my wife you know we can do it together Um, but it's not easy to get there especially in the first year or two it's it's an all-out war Um, but it should be definitely the objective to build a business that does allow you to, like you said, not just be successful with top line revenue, everything else in your life, like your health is crap. (laughs) Your relationships are crap. Your happiness is gone. It's like constant burnout and overwhelm, but like, yay. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not, I mean, look, cash flow is king. Don't get me wrong because cash flow gives you options, but that is certainly not the only um, benchmark that you should be looking at. And there's like five pillars that you should be looking at. And all of those five pillars, health, happiness, you know, living a life true to yourself, um, philanthropy, like all of those buckets should matter equally. Um, And I think that that's, that's what we should all be sort of striving for. Yeah, you're right. Cause in the cash flow makes a lot of that more possible um totally 
final words of advice, wisdom for the entrepreneurs on the battlefield in the trenches right now? Yeah. So it's interesting because my business is in podcasting and podcasting and entrepreneurship have something very similar in that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, to, to make a podcast successful, you need to keep going. There's like a lot of days where you don't necessarily see the momentum and growth. Um, but if you keep going and you keep sort of moving with the grind um, and iterating, your show will eventually get there and be successful mm -hmm. and find that sort of natural community and audience. And entrepreneurship is exactly the same. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it takes time to build a successful company. So you might as well enjoy the process. When um, I go on vacation, my out of office says to all of our customers and clients who are trying to reach me, I would like to remind you that we are doing podcast PR, not ER, but feel free to tweet at me using hashtag interrupt your vacation. Um, so unless you're a neurosurgeon, there is no reason why you can't enjoy the journey. Hell yeah, that's amazing.